we look at the text this morning, which is to be found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 22 and 23, but I will begin reading at the 19th verse of that chapter 6 of Matthew. Matthew 19, 6, 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. The connection between these previous verses in this chapter 6 of Matthew seem to demand an explanation. So it's as if Jesus, in this sermon, we sometimes speak of it as the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus seems clearly to be giving an answer to an unexpressed objection. Now, what is that objection? Well, here it is. If there is a necessity of laying up treasure in heaven, not upon earth, then why do so many wise, so-called, of the world, so many great people of the whole world not do it. Why do they not lay up treasure in heaven, but lay it up upon the earth, put all their energy into the earth, into their flesh, into their possessions, into the worldly things around them? So the whole world seems to be seeking earthly treasure. Even those who name the name of Christ seem to be seeking earthly treasures. Can they all be wrong? How is it that everyone, almost, is mistaken? Christ speaks to this question by relating a parable. That's what we're going to deal with tonight in those two verses, 22 and 23 of Matthew 6. Jesus answers that the great of this world, the so-called wise of this world, have no light. So their ways are dark. Because they have no light, 
the wise spend their whole days accumulating treasures upon the earth. And what is the cause of their darkness? It's their blindness. Now, blindness can be a terrible and a fearful thing. Some of you might have experienced partial blindness, maybe even gone completely blind at some point in your life. That can happen to people. I've heard of it. It's a dreadful thing to lose one's physical sight, to be plunged into a world of darkness. And yet there are those who were born blind who have never seen the world, have never had any light in their life, in their entire life. And therefore they have not experienced the trauma of going blind, which a sighted person would feel some trauma, some dread, some fear, having to go blind. Suppose that everyone had no sight, was blind, or almost everyone. So they, the whole world, would never have experienced the trauma of going blind. So they don't think that blindness is a problem. Everybody's blind, stumbling around in the dark. The darkness of blindness would be accepted as though it were natural. That it was an ordinary condition. Almost everyone's in this. And if somebody said to them, I see, they would not even understand what was being said. What is sight? Everybody's blind, almost. So let's look at the parable that Jesus is telling us. Let us look at it very carefully because it's very important that you should understand what our Lord is trying to say about spiritual blindness, the condition of everyone born into the world. They are born spiritually blind, cannot see spiritual things. Now we're going to ask three questions, which is not a bad way to look at any text. There may be better ways or there may be other ways, but it is a good way. So we're going to ask three questions. What does it say? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? So there will be an explanation. What does it say? I'll explain that. I'll try to. Then the interpretation. What does it mean? And then finally, what does it mean to me? What about me? This is the important part, the most important of all. So what does it say? Let me give you an explanation. The light of the body is the eye. What is Jesus saying? The whole body, if it has light through the eye, can see what it's doing. The hand can reach out and see the object that it's reaching for. The feet cannot stumble over the rug or over the steps or whatever he's walking on. He can walk in the light. The whole body has light if the eye sees light. 
So if thine eye be single, it says, did I read it? I did, but I'll read it again. The light of the body is the eye. So the whole body has light because the eye can see light. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be what? Full of light. Now what does it mean, single? It's one that is not cut off from the light. It does not have any cataract, cinder in the eye, or some disease that blinds. It is a single eye. So there's nothing that clouds that eye, nothing that cuts off the light from that eye. So what happens? The whole body, hands reach the object, feet walk around without fumbling and breaking everything in their way, or fumbling or stumbling all over the steps or the rugs or whatever. So there's no danger. Well, less danger in doing all the things that the body must do. But it goes on. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. What is this evil eye? It's an eye that cannot see, that is clouded, that is blinded. For some reason, the light does not enter and the body cannot see, cannot have light. So the whole body is plunged into darkness and confusion. So if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is the darkness? The eye is the light, you see. But if there's no light, if there's no eye to see, how great is the darkness? Complete blindness. And the body fumbles all over the place. Great darkness. Not just a little. Entire darkness. Complete darkness. This is the condition spiritually of everyone born into the world. Jesus is saying. The only source of light for the body is the eye. And the eye does not see. It's evil. Does not admit the light. Does not see the light. So every member of the body is deprived of the light. And the darkness is great. Terrible. So the parable says this very clearly. If something clouds the eye, deprives it of light, not only is the eye in darkness, but the entire body, the whole man, the whole person is in darkness, you see. Great is the darkness. Now the interpretation. The eye, of course, is the understanding of the mind or the heart. This is what it means. What it says, now what it means. An interpretation. It is the eye of the understanding that gives light and direction to the whole person. Let me read to you other passages of Scripture that may shed a little light upon this part of Scripture. The first will be Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and following. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, 
that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And that it, and what is exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in spiritual places, far above principalities. Mm. Jesus has brought the light when he died and was raised from the dead so that our eyes today have understanding enlightened from the Holy Spirit as well. We need this. We must have this. We go on in the same epistle to uh, Ephesians chapter um, 4. I think it is. Yes. And again, verses 17 and 18. This I say therefore testify and testify in the Lord that if he henceforth walk not as the Gentiles walk in the vanity of, the, of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, changes the metaphor, given themselves unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So the Interpretation is the eye is the understanding. The understanding of the mind, the understanding of the heart, of the man, of the whole man. So a single eye is a mind and a heart that has understanding. And such understanding is possessed by those who are believers who have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The eye sees by faith, not the physical eye we're speaking of. It's a metaphor, it's a parable. Now such understanding is possessed only by those who are Christians, I say, who believe, who have become new creations in Christ Jesus through the power of the Spirit. Those who are reborn have received spiritual eyes, spiritual sight, spiritual understanding. Now it can be cloudy from the dust of this world, but it should not be, it should be clear by the work of the Spirit when we do believe. So these alone have understanding full and clear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is what they need. So look again in another passage of scripture in 2 Corinthians and the fourth chapter and verses three through six. But if our gospel, the truth that they need to see is hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded their minds of the minds of them that believe not, that believe not, you see, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So what has happened? Blindness is upon the world. What needs to happen? Their eye needs to be clear. Needs to see. How does it see? By faith. 
We read on in verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness in creation, God did what he spoke and the light shone. Let there be light. There was light. God says it and it's done. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath done what? Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God has spoken again if you're a believer. He said to you, see, give light to this sinner who cannot see, who's blind in darkness. He is not just in the darkness, he is the darkness. We are dark because we are totally blind, sightless. The darkness goes around with us everywhere we go. We need God to speak and give light as he did at the original creation of the world. But he needs to do it spiritually in our souls. Or we will continue in our plight, in our blindness. So an evil eye is a mind or a heart that does not understand, does not understand. So that the whole man, the entire person, is in darkness without light. They cannot see right or wrong, truth or error. Love or mercy. So when the eye of the understanding is blind, the man cannot discern the truth as it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's foolishness to him. Everything is dark in his life. He walks around in the dark, lives in the dark, has always lived in the dark, has never seen any light. They have never been enlightened by the Spirit of God to the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ. And even Christians at times may have their sight clouded by the dust of this world. This is all too common, I'm afraid. Even among Christians. So let me read to you another passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. Where we read. 1 Corinthians 1 and the verse is 18 and following. But as God is true. Our word. No I'm looking at 2 Corinthians. I apologize. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. Here we go. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved. The word of the cross, that's the literal Greek, the preaching or the word of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. They don't understand it. It's just fool. Dismissal. Dismiss it as foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, we can see, you see, therefore we can see the power of God in, in this salvation, in this mercy that comes to us in Jesus Christ. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age, this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? 
The whole world has gone after treasures on earth because they are fools. It will all be taken away. They will have nothing at the end. Nothing will be left to them. They put all their treasures in the world. None is spiritual. For after the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. The word of the cross. The foolishness of preaching. To save them that believe. We must have faith. Only God can give it. Every time you hear the word faith or believe, think the Holy Spirit. Only the Spirit gives faith. Only the Spirit can give faith. No one has faith without the Spirit. That's the work of God. God the Holy Spirit. The Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom, wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Oh, you might be the strongest man in the world. You are nothing. You have nothing of strength like God has. Power to make light out of darkness. At the beginning, at the world of creation, now spiritually, by His Spirit's power to give light to the blind, sight to the blind as well. But God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. But God hath chosen the weak things of this world to confound them which are mighty. And the base things, things that are despised, hath God chosen. Yea, things which are not, they are nothing, to bring to naught, to nothing, the things that are, that men think are so valuable. Oh, we need to see that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, the wisdom of God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Man without sight is dark. Everything is dark. Everything is concealed in darkness in his life, spiritually. And he's never seen. He must have the Spirit of God that he might by faith be enlightened and see the grace of Jesus Christ. So we've looked at what it says, the parable. We've tried to see a little bit of what it means. I hope you're beginning to grasp something of this. That's the interpretation, what it means. And now what does it mean to me? The spiritual blindness is universal. All mankind are blinded. The blindness has come upon us all from our birth because of sin. 
since the fall, ever since man fell, the heart, the mind of every human being is in the great darkness of blindness. There's no greater darkness than blindness. Jesus is saying this. The consequences of the fall was that man lost the power to discern spiritual truth, to see the spiritual truths. As born into the world, no one, neither you nor I nor anyone, no one correctly and clearly sees right and wrong, truth and error, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they accumulate only one thing, earthly treasures. They heap it up. That's what they're after. Yeah, they're successful. At least the world calls them that. They're fools. They will lose it all. It will every part of it be taken from them. They will keep nothing. They'll have nothing when they die. I remember a woman telling me of a man in her office. When she, he was a workaholic, I think, and made a fortune investing. She was working for an investment firm. They came to the office. No one could open his door the next morning. No one else had a key. Finally, they broke the lock and found him dead on his desk, shot himself through the head. He explained he was losing everything and he had nothing because everything in the world was of the world. He had accumulated a master fortune. He had the biggest house, he had the biggest pool, he had every car he could want. Nothing was deprived. He had nothing. And he knew it. He began to realize it. Why would he live? He had no reason. He had nothing. The world said he had everything. They would have told you he had what they wanted. He knew he had nothing. But he had no way to see. I had not even meant to tell that story today. The consequences of the fall is that man lost every power spiritually to see. And so they accumulate nothing but the world which they will all lose together, every bit of it. The greatest evidence of, of all that men are in total blindness is, and in great darkness is that they cannot understand that they are blind. They think they're doing well. They imagine that they've done nothing wrong. They think that they are right, correct in what they're doing, accumulating the world. Spiritual things don't matter. We can't see them. And to suggest to them that they are wrong, that they are accumulating what they don't need to accumulate, aggravates them, may even anger them. How great is their darkness? 
all who are cursed with this blindness, and all are, cannot understand, will never see that they are in darkness unless God gives them sight. Has he given you sight? Has he opened your eyes? Has he revealed to you this truth? All of us were once in this darkness, and we would continue to be unless he has enlightened us, and by divine power of the Spirit of God, given us sight, given us understanding, given us a new revelation, as it were, or in insight, to walk humbly before him and remade us in Jesus Christ so that where once we, was we were blind, now we can see. What a remarkable thing it is. Have you ever thought about it? What a great gift. Now is our understanding perfect? No, it isn't. Is it complete? No, not quite. It will be one day, but we must wait for that day. Until then, we're still carrying the darkness around in some way. Not all the way we did it before, but we do blind ourselves to this truth and live for the world too much of the time. So let us come continuingly, continuing to come every day, every moment of every day, if we could, to the light, to God's holy. Where is the light to be found? In God, in his word. Only in God is there light. He is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? If you see, you don't need to fear. From the word of God, we get light. In his word, we find light. In God's light, we see light. We're going to sing that from the Psalm 36 later. So once we were blind, now we see. John speaks a great deal about this, the Apostle John. I can't give you much, but I'll give you a few places. Chapter 8, first of all, and verse 12, I believe it is. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light. Jesus said what? I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This light brings life. You'd have to have light to have life. Whether it's animal or vegetable, there must be light. And who is the light? God himself, our Lord Jesus Christ. The eternal God. Of course, there were those, the most religious people in the world, who contradicted him. But let's go on in chapter um, 
9 and verse 3, I believe it is, the next chapter, where John says this, or Jesus says it, Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. Oh, it's verse 30, I'm sorry. The man answered him and said unto him, Why therein is it a marvelous thing that we ye know not whence ye are, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Oh, the whole parable is about Jesus is giving light. Marvelous light to the blind. Physically, but spiritually he does it as well. And he gave not only physical sight to this blind man, but he gave him spiritual sight so that now he could see that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God. And he would not deny it, as did the Pharisees, who also understood, at least they were told, but wouldn't believe. But he believed. This is how we receive sight, by faith. We should mourn over our spiritual sightlessness, blindness, even the cloudiness that comes upon Christians sometime from the world and it's dust that gets into their eyes. Ask God to clear your eyes from this world's dust. That you might see more clearly the truth of sin, of unbelief, of Jesus Christ especially. Repent and believe that you are blind and that Jesus is the light and can give you light by his spirit. Your vision is cloudy through sin and unbelief. Pray to have clear vision, full light, clear light from the scriptures. We know, we've scratched the surface. We've hardly touched the word of God. Fully, I'm talk. Oh, you think you know? Yeah, we know very little. There's so much more God could say if we had eyes to see. It is a marvelous thing to have sight. The prudent camp director was going to make a movie to promote the camp. So he got these bright lights, these very huge lights. Of course, he wanted to do the campfire and some things in the dark, but he had to have light to get the movie. One of the camp leaders was completely blind. Did he have light? Yes. These bright, huge lights shining about everything. But he couldn't see a thing. He was blind. Blind. You need light, but you need sight. You must have both light and sight. And only God can give it by his spirit. 
This explains the mad and furious ways of the wicked and the unregenerate. He's so blinded by his sin and the love of the world and in his unbelief and deceived into thinking that he understands everything and nobody else understands as well as he does. You can tell him nothing. He thinks he even sees when he's blind. So blind that he will not see. There is no blindness like a willful blindness. He lays up treasures upon earth. Does not understand how futile, empty, completely are all his efforts. And how dangerous to his very soul. For he will lose him everything, including himself, at the end. For what are you living tonight? Consider your ways. Are you living for the world? Why? Because you're still blind? then you need to come and pray that God would give you sight. You need to pray it every day. Continue to pray it. More sight. Oh, Lord, give me light, but give me sight as well. Cry out that God would have mercy on your soul. If you're trapped in the darkness of blindness, that's the greatest darkness. The blindness. We must see light. How? By faith. Pray for God to give you light, to give you faith, to give you understanding. You might see what you otherwise will never see. Let us stand. Holy Father, Loving Father, open the blind eyes that they might see. Begin to reveal what they have never seen, can never see, except by your power. And then you will be their Father and adopt them into your very family as your children and they will see that there is a savior who has redeemed sinners delivered them freed them from their darkness and sin and set them upon the rock Jesus Christ may we build our entire life on the rock and the floods will come and the waves will come the billows will blow and the rock will stand Jesus Christ. And we will stand with him. Our rock of salvation. We pray this for your glory. And their good, their salvation. But your glory alone. In Jesus name, amen.